This is We Need to Talk About Sam, a podcast where a supernatural superfan and a supernatural newbie discuss every single episode of the hit CW show. This week, we'll be covering Season 1, Episode 22, Devil's Trap. I'm Kenzie. I'm Haley. And we need to talk about Sam. through season one. (laughs) (laughs) This is our 19th episode. This is episode 19. Oh my gosh. It feels a little bit like surreal. Like that we made it this far. We started in December, right? I think we started recording in January. Did we? Mm -hmm. I thought we started December. Let me check VA. Oh no, we did start December. The very end of December. <laughs> the very yeah, basically January. <laughs> yeah, we started recording at the very end of December, and now here we are. And we didn't upload till the beginning of April. No, no, our first episode didn't go up until several months later. But now here we are, at the beginning of August, recording our nineteenth episode and the finale of season one. So I guess we should get into it. It's a really good episode. Uh-huh. So, our road so far, the original song that was used was Fight the Good Fight by Triumph. Um, if you watch this on Netflix, uh, you'll get Won't Fall Down by Stevie Fister. Um, and our recap covers basically the last episode. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, is this the first recap of only just one episode? Yeah. Other than, like, episode two? <laughs> Which just goes over episode one. <laughs> yeah, I think it is. Um, so yeah, we got, we learned about the demon, about John's, like, revenge mission, Sam's vision, visions, um, and Meg, and what went down in the last episode specifically. And then we go right into um, the episode with exactly where we left off at the end of the last one. Meg answers the phone and tells the boys that they are never going to see John again. Um, so, Dean, obviously, freaking the fuck out. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, this is the most afraid I've ever seen yeah. Dean. Uh-huh. I think it is. Which is, yeah, I think this is definitely the most scared we've seen Dean I think in a while. Sam, there is... also, the first time he's seen Dean that scared. Yeah, yeah, because there is a 100% a moment of little kid who doesn't know what to do. Oh, yeah. Just just, just for a minute. And then he, like, rubs his hand over his face and is like, no, I have to pull myself together. I have to figure stuff out. You know, we have to save John. So, Dean wants to get out of town. Sam's like, no, the demon's here. But Dean's like, the demon knows we're here. <laughs> That's why we should be leaving. <laughs> and we need to go find John. Um, uh, they they kind of, as they head out of town, they kind of try to figure out a plan um 
They could go to the warehouse where John was going to meet Meg, try to pick up the trail from there, but Sam points out that it's unlikely they would have left anything behind, and they need help. Um, During this specific, we get uh, another music cue um, that was originally turned to stone by Joe Walsh and Barnstorm, and changed to One Sugar by Luke Dick and the Red Bud... Red Bud Revival. (laughs) That's a a band name. Um, And this is our introduction to Bobby. I love Bobby Bobby Singer. (laughs) Fun fact, he was only supposed to be in one episode. Really? Yes, that's why he's named after one of the showrunners. Uh. (laughs) His name is Robert Singer. (laughs) It was the co-showrunner for season one that they brought in. This is actually a common thing I've learned. For a first-time showrunner, a network will often pair them with a more experienced showrunner. So you get the creative vision of the person who originally who whose idea the show was, and then you get the experience that comes with having run multiple shows in the past. Mm-hmm. So they paired Eric Kripke up with Robert Singer for season one, and <laughs> then they named a character after Robert Singer because they <laughs> thought he was going to be a one-time character. I remember reading somewhere... And I couldn't find a source for this. I would, It doesn't say anything about it in the wiki, um, but maybe I didn't dig hard enough. Um, they wanted to bring Missouri back for this episode, Missouri Mosley, mm. um, but the actress couldn't return for some reason. I don't remember why. And so they replaced her with Bobby Singer, uh, who's supposed to be a one-time character, but everyone fell in love with him, <laughs> and he just stuck around. And a fun fact about Bobby is that um, besides Jared and Jensen, Jim Beaver, the actor who plays him, is the only actor to make at least one appearance in all 15 seasons of the show. <laughs> Which is a really cool credit to have to yeah. your name, to have peered, a lot appeared of at least once, <laughs> at least once in every single season of Supernatural. So, He's a great character. He's so good. He's a big teddy bear. I love him. He's got such a soft spot for the boys. It's just Ah, melts my heart. In some ways, he was, like, more of their dad than their actual dad was. He's, like, their uncle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Because while John was their drill sergeant sometimes, Bobby, which is a slight spoiler, was the one who let them be kids a little more. Yeah. Um, I love Bobby's house. It's one of my absolute favorite sets. The the clutter level, (laughs) the attention to detail... Like, later in the episode, or a little bit later in the episode, Meg throws Dean into this giant pile of books, and it just, the the number of books, <laughs> I just love it. I just love it, because you get an immediate sense of who Bobby is mm-hmm. from his house. And he, he, his yard is like a junkyard, Yeah, right? yeah, he, were, he has like a scrapyard that he yeah. owns. Um, he also has a Rottweiler named Rumsfield. Um, yeah, I was gonna say, since when does Bobby have a dog? <laughs> uh, the dog doesn't last. <laughs> I noticed that, yes. <laughs> the dog dies, which is sad. <laughs> it was really sad. Um, Rumsfield was a president, I think? I don't remember. Really? Um, yeah. But the boys have arrived at Bobby's house. Sam is going through some books, and Dean, or Bobby gives Dean a flask of holy water. Um, and we learn that this is another old friend of John's that John hasn't spoken to in a while because he's an asshole. <laughs> and he, he tends to drive people off. It's a running theme with John Winchester. <laughs> we have uh, Daniel Elkins, who John fought with. 
Ed didn't see again. We have Jim Murphy, who hadn't seen John in a year. And now we have Bobby Singer, who <laughs> ran him off with a shotgun, apparently. This isn't the end of hunters that have had a negative experience with <laughs> no, John. <laughs> John, I love you, but you're a bit of a dick. <laughs> um, Sam is looking at, in this book that he has, uh, what we learn is this key of Solomon, and it's a way to trap a demon. Bobby says, he calls it a, like, a demonic roach motel, which a roach motel is a bug trap. Hmm. I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. (laughs) We don't really get, I think we get roaches in Utah, but, like... They like humid places, and Utah's a very dry state. Utah's dry as fuck. So. But also, like, my mom is too clean for any of our houses that we've lived in to ever have gotten roaches. Yeah. So. Um, Bobby says that the, he tells the boys that they are in some serious shit. Uh, usually he'd hear of only a handful of possessions in a year, and this year, so far, he's heard of 27. (laughs) Which is a lot. Uh, he doesn't know what it means, but it's something big. Um, they they have gotten themselves into something. I couldn't remember, like, all the details of this episode, because it's been a while since I've seen it the first time. Uh-huh. And I was thought, I thought Bobby was possessed at first. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's not possessed. But he's not. Um, this is when Rumsfeld starts barking. Um, and, like, Bobby looks through the window, and the chain, like, he, Rumsfeld stops barking. And the, we just see, like, the dangling chain and the empty car hood where Rumsfeld had been hanging out. Mm-hmm. I don't like Poor dogs dog. to get hurt. It's not cool. Um, but Meg has arrived, and she is pissed. Because <laughs> she got shot. She <laughs> Still butthurt about that. She literally says, I got shot. <laughs> I love it. Uh, Dean tries to splash her with holy water, and she throws him into some books. And then Sam, like, gets between her and Bobby, and they start, like, kind of, they, like, back, they, like, step sideways across the room and then back up into Bobby's, like, study area, um, and Meg follows, doing her little monologue, mm-hmm. um, that I can't remember all of, but it's really good, but they, they got her monologuing. <laughs> They did. <laughs> <laughs> to her detriment. And she walks right into their trap because they have put the key of Solomon on the ceiling. They were prepared. Yeah. Oh, and this is when we get our splash screen. Seven minutes into the episode. <laughs> Seven minutes. That's a long cold open. At some point she calls them chuckleheads. Does she really? I missed that. That's a, that's awesome. <laughs> like I haven't heard that I, one. But... I love Meg so much. <laughs> She's so good. Uh, she is Nikki fucking kills it with this next like scene. Oh yeah. She is phenomenal. Um so we come back from our splash screen. Meg is tied to a chair, uh, and Bobby has locked down the house with salt, so if she brought any demonic friends with her, they can't get in. Um and Meg tells the boys that John is dead. She killed him herself. Um, and Dean slaps her. <laughs> Which apparently is a turn on for her. <laughs> she is a demon. Um, so is being tied to a chair. <laughs> she does say that if they wanted to tie her up, they could have just asked. <laughs> She's very flirty for someone who's in some trouble. Um, but yeah, Dean slaps her and... Bobby tells him to take it easy because there is a... He's like, that's that's a human possessed by a demon. Can't you tell? Um, which is a line that kind of threw me a little bit, the way he says it. 
When else would a demon be able to appear with not possessing someone? Yeah. I mean, there are the, like, the devas, which seem to have, like, a physical form, even though it's invisible. Yeah. But it seems but... like the demons are either missed or possessing someone. Yeah. So it feels like it was, like, a bit of lore that was either, like... They were still figuring that it was, out. Yeah, and then just got dropped, or just weirdly worded. It's a really weird way they, of wording. They do bring it up a few different times of, like... How can we tell if they're possessing someone or if it's just a demon? I'm like, but that's something that never gets brought up again. Cause that's the, that's exactly <laughs> it. Is he the, he says you know that's not just a demon. That's like a demon possessing someone. And I was yeah. like, what's the what's difference? The difference? <laughs> yeah, because a demon has to possess someone. I don't know. It's weird, but it reminds Dean that there is an actual person in there, and that in fact that there's an innocent girl in Meg still. Um, which is good news to Dean, because if they can exercise her, they can talk to the girl. Um, <laughs> I have a note that Sam reading Latin is really hot. <laughs> it is. I have a bit of a language kink and a competency oh. kink. I like it when people are really good at doing something, you know? And they, like, have that, that like, quiet confidence of, like, I know how to do this, like, I can handle this. Oh, yeah? You know? <laughs> what am I really good at? I don't know. <laughs> Playing video games. Being cute. You're very good at being cute. You don't know. Can't think of anything off the top of my head. If something comes up, I'll tell you. <laughs> I guess that doesn't apply to me. No, you're just hot in general. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, oh, I have a fun fact for you. Jared took Latin in high school. Because apparently they offered Latin in high school in Texas when he was going. It's not the same Latin that they use in the show. It's like a slightly different dialect, I think. But it kind of gave him a foundation to build on for learning Latin for the show. That's um, cool. While Sam's doing the exorcism, we get like a full exorcism scene here. We get like the head flipping around and wind and her like chair starts like shifting around the circle at mm -hmm. one point. It's dramatic. And Meg keeps insisting John is dead, John is dead. And then um, she gets really desperate and she admits that John is alive. He's in Jefferson City, Missouri. Um, and Dean tells Sam to continue, but Sam is like... Well, Meg could be useful, and Bobby points out that Meg fell seven stories a couple months ago, so the girl inside is going to die mm -hmm. if they get rid of Meg. And Dean is insistent, so Sam finishes the exorcism, and we get our first proper black smoke. Yeah. This is the first time we see the black smoke effect in the reference to a demon. Really? Uh-huh. Because the last time we, like, saw a demon possessing someone with Phantom Traveler and it was mm -hmm. like the weird black um, like dust cloud of some kind. It I honestly weird. don't remember. <laughs> it was a weird effect. I'm glad they got rid of it because it didn't work for me. Um, but somehow by some miracle the real girl um, or the real Meg is still alive. So Bobby Barely. wants to call 911 and the boys untie her and then lay her down which I think is a... I don't think you should be moving her. No. She <laughs> basically has a broken back. <laughs> She's... Everything is broken. You should not be moving her. She tells them that she's been possessed for a year. She was awake for some of it. And that the demon was telling the truth about John. But it's a trap. They want the boys to come for him. Mm -hmm. um, uh, Yellow Eyes isn't with John, but there are others. 
and they, she tells all she knows about where they're keeping Dawn is by the river, and then the last word she says is sunrise. Um, and I love that they let us linger on this moment after she dies. Mm-hmm. They especially on Dean because he's the one who made the call to finish the exorcism, and now I don't know what their plan B would have been. I don't know because well, Sam says that like if they keep Meg around and keep her locked up, like she could be useful. She could have other information. Which yeah. is true, but Dean wasn't having any of it. Um, Dean, but Dean's the one who made the call to finish the exorcism, and now an innocent person is dead. You know, her option would the, either be dead or still possessed. Yeah. So I don't know which is better. Is Probably dead. Be, yeah, <laughs> is being dead better than being possessed? I would argue, argue yes. Yeah. Yeah, I would rather have my bodily autonomy and be dead than have, have something inhuman. Was like controlling me. you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I really love that they like. There's like a close up on Dean's face as he's like realizing that his decision is like partially led to her death. You know, like if they would kept Meg or the demon in her, mm-hmm. then like the real Meg would still be alive, but she'd be possessed. Like it's a really hard, you know. But I love, I love the way they let us linger on it. It's also something that will come up later again. Yes. Um, so Bobby sends the boys on the way because they got to get out of there before the paramedics arrive. And Teen's like, or one of them's like, what are you going to tell them? And Bobby says, you think you guys invented lying to the cops? <laughs> it's so great. And he gives them a massive book and tells them that when they find John to bring him around and he won't even try to shoot him this time. <laughs> Uh, so we cut to the boys stop by this, like, big train bridge, and Sam is flipping through a gig- this book is so fucking big. And that is saying something because Jared makes normal-sized items look small. So if this gun look- or this book looks big in Jared's hands, like, how big is it? <laughs> Dean is prepping his gun, and Sam comes across a page with a version of a devil strap, and then he starts drawing it on the trunk of the car with, like, a chalk pencil. So they can make sure that the cult stays safe. They need to save the bullets for the demons. So Which the Dean cult was not thrilled about at first. Dean is not happy about the drawing on the car <laughs> or the leaving the cult behind. Yeah. Um. Did you notice how car- dirty the car was? Yes. I live. Ah, uh, I love it. Made me happy. I'm like that's really dirty. <laughs> But yeah, Dean Dean gets really grumpy about Sam drawing on a car, which is cute. I love him, like, rubbing at it, like, this is gonna come off, right? <laughs> Despite the, the gravity of what's going on, he's, like, really concerned about Can't the car. Can't mess up my car. Yeah. Sam wants to take the gun, or Dean wants to take the gun, and Sam says that John wouldn't want them to bring it. Uh, Dean is very... He's very family focused, and it really comes out right now because his primary focus is saving John. Mm-hmm. And we get a bit of a reiteration of the conversation that happened at the end of of last episode, where Dean is, says basically that he is willing to let this demon walk if it means protecting his family. Mm-hmm. And in the meantime, he's going to do whatever it takes to get his dad back. Um, Sam gets kind of pissed because it seems like Dean's not taking the hunt for the demon seriously anymore. He's the one who came and got Sam from school. He dragged him back into this. And now Dean doesn't care about it, you know? And Dean says that Sam and John are a lot more alike than they think because they are both willing to sacrifice themselves to kill the demon. But when that happens, Dean is going to have to be the one to bury them. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and that is selfish. And it is. <laughs> it is selfish. Um, but Sam kind of backs off and he says he wants John back, but the demons are expecting them to have the gun. And the gun is their only leverage, so they need to keep it safe. Um, so Dean reluctantly agrees and he puts the gun in the trunk. And we get like a lingering shot on Dean's face to kind of reiterate mm-hmm. that he is not okay with this plan. Yeah. Um, and we'll learn later that he didn't follow through with said plan. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Dean sure sucks didn't. at listening sometimes. Uh, so we cut to Jackson City and the boys are walking along the river. And Dean spots a sign for an apartment complex. Um, Sunrise Apartments. Convenient. It's the perfect place for a bunch of demons to hide, they realize, because they could be possessing anyone, and they wouldn't even know. And they they know what the boys look like. Yes, and the demons know what the boys look like, so they're going to need a plan to get in. Their plan is to pull the fire alarm, (laughs) which works. pretty smart. Um, That'll get the civilians out, and it'll give them seven minutes... How do they know seven minutes? <laughs> I don't know. Cause Dean's like, how long till like firefighters get here? And Sam says about seven minutes. And Dean then Dean says seven minutes exactly. How do you know that, Dean? Like they've used this before. Well, but in some like way. every city's like response time is different depending, uh, not just like city to city, but also like where in the city you are. Yeah. You know, like if you're further away from the fire department than someone else. <laughs> Maybe they gonna, you know, looked up on the GPS how far away the fire station was but from But they the... just came up with this plan right now. I, I don't, don't know. know. I don't know how they know seven minutes exactly. But that's when first responders will arrive so they can do something that they don't explain at this moment. Uh, <laughs> Sam sneaks inside and pulls the alarm. And as it goes off upstairs, we see a man and a woman sitting across from each other at a table. And then the man gets up and he goes into the bedroom of the apartment to check on John who is tied to the bed. So, outside, the firefighters have arrived. Dean distracts one of them. (laughs) Got a Yorkie upstairs and he pees when he's nervous. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Well, Sam sneaks around to steal some gear out of the truck. Um, And then we cut to um, the boys in full firefighter rigs, which I love. I love when they get to dress up. It's so fun. (laughs) And they're checking apartment doors with their EMF It's smart, too, because it covers their face. Oh, it's super smart. Yeah. Dean reveals that he always wanted to be a firefighter when he grew up, which is something he never told Sam. Um, according to the Super Wiki, you can see a toy firefighter's helmet in Dean's room in the pilot, which I was confused by because we don't Do we ever, ever see, see Dean's, Dean's room? room in the pilot. <laughs> um, and I went back to double check. Does Dean have a room? <laughs> he does, but we don't see it. Um, I did not. I went back and like rewatched the cold open of the pilot. To... I thought part of it was Dean doesn't have like a set home, like. No, Dean Location. has it in the pilot before, like, Mary dies. Oh, like when he was a kid? Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes. Um, I went back to, like, watch the cold open of the pilot, and I did not find a toy helmet. However, I did notice that we see a little peep of one of Jeffrey Dean Morgan's tattoos uh, during the shot when John is carrying Dean out of Sam's nursery. Oh. Like, his his t-shirt sleeve rides up a little bit, and you can see the bottom of Jeffrey Dean Morgan's bicep tattoo. So, um... John Winchester canonically has a tattoo. (laughs) (laughs) Dumb detail. Unrelated to this episode. Also, I could not find a toy helmet, so I have no idea what the super wiki was talking about. Um, The EMF meter goes off at one of the doors, so the boys knock on it, and they're pretending to be the fire department, and then when the the, lady demon 
um, unlocks the chain on the door, they kick it down and start spraying them with holy water. <laughs> they, like, they, like, have those, like, portable, like, canisters with the hoses, Which and I they blessed they... it. <laughs> Somehow blessed. genius. <laughs> well, because if you can open it to get the holy, to get water in, then you can drop a rosary in there and say some Latin. <laughs> That's I guess. how holy water works. We saw that when John... Can you open those, though? Well, if you're going to put the water in it. I was thinking, like, a fire hydrant that you have in your house. It's not like that. I don't know. It's like, they're, like, holding little... Like, they've got, like, like packs on their backs of, like, some sort of canister with little hoses that they've blessed the water inside of. Um, so it's a bit of a scuffle, and they get the demons inside of a closet, I think? Um, and they trap them in there with a salt line. So, and the boys get out of their gear and they head into the bedroom and they find John, who is unconscious. Um, Dean wants, just starts to untie him, but Sam insists on testing him with holy water at first. And the water wakes John up. He says that the demons have been drugging him and asks where the cult is. Um, Sam says the cult is safe and we get a very pointed cut to Dean. <laughs> Did you notice that? Sam's like, the cult is safe. And then the camera cuts to Dean. And, like, he's like, yeah, the cult is safe. <laughs> I don't know if I caught that. That's just a small detail that I, I liked. It was a good inclusion. Um, I don't remember who directed this episode. Who, who wrote and directed this episode? Oh, this was written by Eric Kripke and directed by Kim Manners is part of why it's so fucking good <laughs> they make a fantastic team also that is a really dramatic shot of jeffrey d morgan that super wiki has picked i think it's a promo picture because that's not a shot from the episode i uh, think it is well the promo pictures always look different from the actual like sh shots in the episode like it's a slightly different angle because the cameraman is standing next to the other cameraman. <laughs> That's a detail I would have never noticed. <laughs> <laughs> they don't, like, take screen caps from the episode. Like, it's actually a photographer on set. Uh-huh. Uh Which is... <laughs> interesting. Really interesting, yeah. So we go to back outside, and all the residents are standing around. Um, and as they are watching, like, the firefighters do their thing, uh, we see a guy get possessed by a demon... And I, this is the point where the show hadn't made up its mind as to how demon possession happens. Um, cause he's just standing there and then he like, we see some like dark veins on his face and then his eyes go black. And I was like, um, what? <laughs> I forgot that. Um, and then when he bumps against a firefighter while like heading inside, <laughs> yeah. that guy gets possessed too. I was like, I don't think that's how demons Is work. Is that the same demon possessing both of them? Or? Did, were they sharing and then the one jumped ship? I don't understand. <laughs> um, but as the two new demons arrive, the boys are like carrying John to the front door of the apartment and they immediately like backtrack and shut themselves in the bedroom and head out the fire escape while, like, Sam leaves some salt lines behind to buy them time. Um, they make it to the bottom of the fire escape and are... Sam, like, walks away from the direction they end up going. I don't know why. Because <laughs> they end up heading... Like, if they're staying at the bottom of the fire escape, they end up heading right, but Sam walks left initially, and that's when he gets attacked by Tom. Um, Tom... 
Tom, Tom the, the Demon, Demon has he's returned. Back. <laughs> it's the return of Tom the Demon. <laughs> Sam gets like football tackled by Oh my god. By Tom yeah. the Demon. He must like have hit his head or something and been a little bit stunned because he just lays there too. <laughs> yeah, he the, does. This demon is wailing on him. He doesn't he even try to defend there. himself no. at all. Like, maybe the demon was holding him down with telekinesis because he uses his telekinesis ability to throw Dean into a car windshield. I guess. So maybe he was holding Sam down, but like, yeah, Sam just lays there and it's just one of, an early instance of Sam being made useless so that Dean can save him. But Dean shoots Tom the demon in the head with the cult. Um, Surprise, Dean had the cult all along. <laughs> yeah, shocker. Dean did not follow the plan. <laughs> Um, he, like, gets Sam up, and then they get their dad and run out of there. Um, I, I love the, the use of Dean's family theme as they head up to the canyon, or the cabin that they end up at. It's that, like, little piano piece that plays while they're driving up there. It's a recurring piece of original music in the mm. show. I like it. Um, in the cabin, Sam sets some salt lines, John is resting, um... Dean says he doesn't think they were followed, um, and Sam thanks Dean for saving his life. Dean's feeling like there's something about his demeanor that's a little bit off, which I think Sam could, is noticing. Um, but Sam says that he's just thinking about how there was a person in the guy that he shot. Dean. Or, yeah, Dean. Sorry. Yeah. Dean was thinking about how there was a person in the in the guy he shot, and yeah, he didn't have a choice, but that's not the part that bothers him. The part that bothers him is that killing Tom, killing Meg, he didn't hesitate. It's um, the first glimpse we see of Dean, like, being willing to sacrifice everything for family. Yeah. You know, yeah. spending a bullet to save Sam. Killing. Not hesitating to kill someone, yeah. an innocent person possessed by a demon, like... Mm-hmm. That's just a glim- glimmer of what's to come. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and vice versa. Uh, but yeah, the, the things... Dean says that the things he's willing to do for Sam or John um, scare him sometimes. Um, and this is when John comes in and he says it shouldn't scare Dean because Dean did good. Um, and Dean asks if John's mad at him for using a bullet and John says that he's proud. Um, he and Sam could get pretty obsessed, but Dean's always watched out for the family. Um... Which is, I think, the first hint for Dean that something's off yes. with John. <laughs> yes. I was actually having a... I had a small discussion with some friends on one of my many Discord servers about this, because I was like... Because I watched this episode in the middle of the night, and I was like, um, someone please explain. Because <laughs> I've never felt like what John said was at, particularly out of character. Um, Because what John says... Dean is like in a minute he's like my dad would never say he was proud of me for wasting a bullet like he would he would have been John's pissed. always been like very like duty oriented you know like yeah the soldier mindset yeah. well I said um I don't find it unJohn like but maybe I have more faith in John's soft side <laughs> um and it's never felt out of character to me and one of my friends said that the the cult uh, is for killing Azazel. Like, every bullet used lowers their likelihood of being able to kill the thing that killed Mary. So, um, Dean isn't, it's not that he's, thinks that John wouldn't be proud of him protecting, for protecting Sam. It's that he knows that John 
um, would prioritize killing yellow eyes over, you know, like there would have been another way. Like he did that would, that was John priority Mm -hmm. was killing, uh, the demon and every bullet they use. Um, someone else says something else. Um, also, like, Dean talks about how he just killed an innocent person for Sam and that scares him, and then John comes in and is like, it shouldn't scare you to kill someone for your family, <laughs> like, yeah. and Dean's like, hold on a second. Which is something I was thinking about, is because, like, yeah, the boys are really, like, they live very violent lives, but they still have morals. Mm-hmm. They still have limits to the things that they'll do. Um, they don't kill people, even if the people are evil. And, like, the person that Tom is possessing, like, obviously didn't have a choice in it. Yeah. Like, he didn't ask to get shot, or to be possessed, or anything, you know? Yeah. So, which makes sense to me, that that's part of the, one of the things that throws Dean, is that, not that John was, like, you know, I'm proud of you for saving your brother, because, no, John's been reiterating since Dean was four that Sam is his responsibility to take care of him. But the way he went about it with a, you shouldn't be scared of your willingness to kill someone just to protect Sam, you know? Yeah. So, but this is when, so the wind picks up, the lights start flickering, and John jumps into leader mode, sends Sam to check on salt lines, and tells Dean to give him a gun, the gun... But Dean hesitates, um, because he doesn't think this is his dad. Um, and he specifically says that John will be furious at him for wasting a bullet, not proud. Um, Sam comes back in, and there's a bit of a back and forth, because Dean's like, this isn't dad, and he's John's ho- he's like- aiming the col- the col- he's ho- at Yeah, he's John. aiming the colt at John, and saying this isn't dad- and John is like, no, your your brother's gone crazy, it's me. Um, but Sam has just spent the better part of a year rebuilding his relationship with Dean. Sam trusts Dean's mm-hmm. judgment, and he is on Dean. He will side with Dean on this matter, if Dean genuinely believes. Because I think he also knows, he knows his brother. He knows that Dean wouldn't turn a gun on their dad. Oh, yeah. For no good reason. You know? I made a note about that too. Just shows like how far their relationship has come uh-huh. this season. That Sam immediately sides with Dean. Yeah, he trusts him that much. Yeah, you know? he trusts that Dean isn't just making something up. That Dean ha- Dean has a genuine reason mm-hmm. to believe this. Um, so John tells Dean t- to kill him if he's so sure about it. But Dean hesitates again, and this is when the demon reveals himself. He like throws the boys against the walls. And he picks up the dropped colt, and we get a little bit of monologuing, a little bit <laughs> of back and forth. I remember. You can't be a good villain without some monologuing. <laughs> and Jeffrey D. Morgan does it so well, which is really funny. He did such a good job of switching from like John, John to, to Yellow Eyes. Oh, it's excellent. But what's really funny is so during at the same time that Jeffrey Dean Morgan was filming Supernatural. Uh, or this specific episode of Supernaturally, he was also filming um, Grey's Anatomy. Oh, really? Yeah. And so he was literally, like, in... I don't remember where they filmed Grey's Anatomy. Uh, I can't remember where they filmed. He was down there um, filming. I know it's somewhere in the U.S. <laughs> hmm. 
<laughs> he was filming, and he wrapped up his day, and he got on a plane and flew to Vancouver and went to set wow. <laughs> to be on Supernatural. And they literally wrote his lines on post-it notes and put them around the set wherever his like eye lines were gonna be <laughs> so that he could just read his lines but the boys kept fucking with him and like putting the post-it notes like on their foreheads and stuff and so he's sleep deprived and giving the performance of his life because oh my god he fucking kills it with oh, this yeah. scene and the boys are fucking around because they're dicks <laughs> was he wearing contacts I don't know I don't know if they do contacts or if it was CGI but either yeah. way it's fucking creepy they do a good job it's like really it looks effective. really like realistic yeah. however it is they do the yellow eyes it is so effective. or just demon eyes in general like yeah i know the demon eyes are a mix of cgi and sclera contacts mm-hmm. because especially when like you see the shots where like the black appears yeah like you know obviously that i would think be CGI. there was a lot more practical effects earlier on in the show um, but then as, like, CGI technology got better, um, they- Should we look it up? They used more and more. I don't know for sure. But. I don't know how to word this. That's not helpful. Well, it doesn't answer the question. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, do you think, for like the regular demon eyes, it's a mix of CGI and practical? Um, but for yellow eyes specifically, I don't know how they do it. Or how yeah. They, yeah. So, um, yellow eyes reveals that he's too powerful for something like holy water, because they're like, we splashed holy water on you, and he's like... The f- what do you what do you think I am, dude? <laughs> you think that shit works on me? <laughs> yeah. Um, and Sam Sam is pissed, and he's like, "I'm gonna kill you." Like this is the this is what he's been wanting this mm-hmm. whole season is to be face to face with the thing that killed Jess, and now it's here, you know. And he is all that emotion is coming out, but also there is a lot of fear fear for himself, fear for his dad, and a lot of fear for Dean, especially. Mm-hmm. Um, Yellow Eyes kind of taunts him. He, like, sets the, sun- the gun down. He's like, go ahead, use your psychic powers, psychic <laughs> boy, like, make the gun float to you, and nothing <laughs> happens. Um, and he tells the boys that John is awake in there, and that John is going to experience their deaths firsthand. Uh, as far as Yellow Eyes is concerned, this is justice. Um, he says that, like, that, that demon you exercised, that was my daughter. The, oh, yeah. the one you shot, that was my son. And they never really explain how, how that works. works. Demon wise, yeah. <laughs> I've always considered it to be like a taking into consideration future knowledge that we'll gain of demons. Um, that, like, Azazel was the one who, like, turned them into demons, which. Like, kind of like with vampires, you know? Like, you have the sire. Vampire is the one that, like, turned the person into the vampire, so their sire is the one that... Do you that... get turned into a demon, though? Isn't that just kind of a damned soul? Well, yeah, but as... That's how you become a demon. 
your soul that's damned to hell, and then mm-hmm. in hell, the soul becomes a demon over okay. time. So that was my, kind of my thought, was it's kind of similar to the way vampires work, with like a sire vampire. Um, that's the one that made the person into a vampire. It's Maybe it's kind of the same thing with demons. Or brought them out of hell. Not just brought them out of hell, but I mean, like, specifically turned this, like, was the demon that was, like, yeah, primary in the process of turning that soul into a new demon. I was saying that could be part of it, too, though. That, like, he's the one who let them out of hell? Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, it's probably safe to assume that he did that, but I don't think that makes him, like, their, like, parent demon. Because you can, anyone can let a demon out of hell if they have the right tools. Hmm. (laughs) I don't know. Um, I don't know all the lore. Yeah. Well, because, like, end of season two, when, like, Jake lets a bunch of demons out of hell, like, that doesn't make him their dad. (laughs) Who's Jake? The the black guy kills Sam and all hell breaks loose. This is Spoiler territory. If you haven't, I haven't seen, seen this in a while. Okay, I, don't I know. Remember. I'm talking to the viewer, the listeners, though. Like, sorry, this is not a spoiler-free podcast. If you want a spoiler-free podcast, you're in the wrong place. <laughs> it's uh, basically um, spoiler-free. Spoiler-free, except for what Haley has seen. <laughs> yes, anything Haley has seen is fair game, in my opinion. Because <laughs> really, my goal is to not spoil the stuff that you have not seen already. Yeah. So I'm to season four. So the be- yeah, the first episode of season four. Um, I was Sam... gonna bring up a point though. What was I? What was say? your point? I'm trying to remember. Oh, crap! What was it? Something with John. Um, about how John is like awake inside the demon. No. Crap. It was a good point, too. Oh, no. I was holding up my finger earlier, and I forgot. (laughs) Never mind. Are you sure? I don't remember it. Maybe it'll come back to me. Okay, if it comes back to you, tell me, (laughs) because I want to hear it. Okay. Okay, so Sam wants to know why. Um, Why did Yellow Eyes kill Mary? Oh, I remember. (laughs) She remembers. Yay. (laughs) He... Well, if Yellow Eyes is talking about, like, killing them, uh-huh. why does he want to kill Sam? Because I thought Sam was, like, his golden child. Maybe he's not going to kill Sam. We find out in season two more of that. Like, yeah. That he, like, is raising Sam up, Sam up to be, like, the prince of hell or whatever, right? Yeah. The, sol- the soldier of his demon army. Leader yeah. of his de- demon army. But he's like, um, I'm gonna kill you. I think he specifically says that he's going to kill, like, I'm going to kill you to Dean, though. Like, mm. he doesn't actually say that to Sam. He's looking at Dean when he says it. And he's talking about how John is awake. Well, well you like, said, he said, I'm going to kill you guys or something. I don't remember his exact wording, but I know he, um, he specifically, he, he uses you because he says, um, you know, you know, John is awake in here. He'll taste the copper in your blood. And he's looking at Dean when mm. he says it. So he's just gonna probably just kill Dean. I wonder if his plan was to just kill Dean. And then to get keep Sam prisoner or whatever. To yeah, get use him s- for his own means. I think it was just one more. Because he does bring cause... up in his monologue that like they were all a means to the yeah, end to exactly. get to you. Dean plus Dean is 
like Sam's rock. Right. Dean's the one that keeps him. Well, if he gets rid of John and Dean. Yeah. Like... Yeah, I think what he wanted to do was, I wonder if Azazel was going to sacrifice himself, like if that was his plan. What do you mean? To get, to kill Dean, and then that would upset Sam enough to theoretically, like, trigger his psychic, his telekinetic ability again. And he would shoot Azazel in John's body out of, like, anger, uh-huh. you know, or grief and revenge over Dean and would have killed his own father in the process. And, like, and then J- Azazel, you know, like, Azazel would be dead, but Sam would be on the path to, like, darkness. Maybe that, I wonder if that was his plan. I don't know. We'll never if, know. Because doesn't his plan... selfish, though? Don't they want to be around for that? <laughs> They're not really the self-sacrificing well, sort. not all demons are, like, selfish in that way. Like, I feel like Azazel is more selfish in that he will do whatever it takes to make his plan, to, like, fulfill his plan. I still don't really know what his endgame plan but, is. Like, what he wants. Like, in this specific scene? Or, no, to simulate his grand scheme. Oh. Have I not gotten to that point yet? Because they get, like, snippets of it, but, like, it's never, like, really explained that well. Well, you know, he wants to, he wanted to open the gate of hell and have a, you know, special child lead the army. Yeah. Of demons. That's it? That's all we like to know. <laughs> like, what's the know. point of that, though? <laughs> to rule the world, be the most powerful demon? Rule hell? I don't know. Okay. Power? <laughs> Why did demons do anything? It just seems like a know. dumb plan, but okay. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but, so, Sam asks, you know, why did Yellow Eyes kill Mary and Jess? And, um, this is where we, it's, we learned that Sam was going to ask Jess to marry him. Right, he was yeah. ring, He was ring shopping. I don't think he'd bought a ring, but he was ring shopping. Um, and he killed them because they got in the way of his plans for Sam. Sam and all the kids like him. Um, <laughs> Dean tells him to stop monologuing. <laughs> Yellow Eyes continues to monologue. <laughs> uh, he says that Dean hides behind a mask because his no- he knows his family doesn't really need him, not the way he needs them. Um, and that Sam has always been John's favorite, because even when they were fighting, it was more concerned than John ever showed towards Dean. Which, if Dean really does feel that way, like, that John cares more about Sam than him, I can understand why. Um, I am also an older sibling. I was always the parent pleaser. And being a parent pleaser, you get oh, you can sometimes feel overlooked, because your parents don't need to worry about you. Yeah. They know, oh... You'll follow orders. We can put more attention towards your rebellious younger sibling and leave you to your own devices. And I can totally see that as something that may have happened with the Winchesters. Because Dean, who lived for Sam and to please his father and did such a good job of that, that John didn't need to worry as much about him. Mm -hmm. And then Sam, who rebelled and rebelled and got a lot of attention as a result because he wasn't a good little soldier. Mm -hmm. And that may have felt Dean like Sam was the favorite. Yeah. You know, um, when I don't think John actually had a favorite, like, I don't think any parent should have a favorite. No, yeah. Um, at least not any good parent. I mean, John wasn't the best parent, but I don't think John had a favorite. (laughs) But I I also don't think that Sam agrees that he was John's favorite. 
No, I think probably each of the boys think the other one's the favorite. Yes, yes. Well, this comes out, this is something that kind of gets touched on in Bugs. When Mm -hmm. Sam's like, you know, John never treated me the same way he treated you. You know, and Dean's like, what the heck are you talking about? Like, John treated, you know, Dad treated you great. (laughs) Like, you know, and we kind of get the idea then that they both... They both have some they jealousy both, and resentment. Yeah. They yeah. both think that the other is dad the favorite. Yeah. Um, the other one got treated better. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Yellow Eyes starts, like, hurting Dean. I don't understand what the injury is, but Dean just starts bleeding from somewhere. It like got scratched. Was it? Yeah. My screen was kind of dark, so I couldn't really tell. Um, and he just starts bleeding and bleeding, and Sam is fighting the demon, and... Dean literally, oh my gosh, this scene is so heartbreaking because Dean says something like, Dad, don't let him hurt me. Yeah, don't let and him kill me or something. Just, yeah, It's so, like, there is just a, just another hint of the, the scared little boy that, like, hides inside of Dean Winchester that has been through so much. It's like his much. final, like, desperate. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and it works. It does work. John regains control long enough for Sam to grab the gun. Uh, Yellow Eyes takes over again. He's like, well, if you kill me, you kill John. And Sam says that he knows, and he, he shoots John in the thigh. Um, John... Yes. Just barely did that. Oops! <laughs> I accidentally stopped the, record- the recording. Recording. Uh, shush! <laughs> I, pushed my, I pushed the button on my keyboard. <laughs> Out of excitement. My, I was waving my hands around. <laughs> uh, where were we? Okay, John collapses, Dean collapses, and Sam rushes to Dean, but Dean insists, he's like, check on Dad, is Dad okay? Um, and so Sam turns back to John, and John is conscious, and he starts yelling, the demon is still alive, he can, he's, he's holding him back, and he t- orders Sam to shoot him. Um, and meanwhile, Dean is off the side, begging Sam not to shoot. Do you think it was John begging, or the demon? Ask John. <laughs> I hadn't even thought of that. Because I, I wasn't sure. Because I'm like, it could be I think it's the John. demon faking him out again. I think it's John. Because John is, as Dean said earlier in the episode, like, Sam and John are willing to die to kill the demon. Yeah. John is willing to sacrifice himself if it means killing the demon. And he does make a comment like after he's not possessed, like you should have killed me yes. to make it seem yes. like he's the one that asked. I think it was. I think it was John, but that's actually a, like an interesting <laughs> thought. You well, when my... I was first watching it, I was like, I, was, I think this is the demon saying that. Yeah, but you broke realized... my brain for a second. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, John is begging Sam to kill him. Dean is begging Sam not to. Um, Sam is standing there with the gun cocked, and he cannot do it despite all of his bravado all of the anger all of the fear all of the desire for revenge he has reached the same conclusion as dean which is that nothing is worth losing the only family he has left yeah it's either get his revenge and, and lose, lose his, his father or let the demon escape and keep his family yeah. safe you know john and dean are too important for him it's kind of like what would be the point of you know, What's avenging someone's death if it costs more deaths. Yes, I think that's like, part of it. But yeah. I think also just Sam loves his family too much. Yeah, that too. Um, He's come to Dean's point of view. Yeah, 
Yeah, the same thing Dean's been saying for two episodes. Sacrificing family over revenge. Yeah. Um, Yellow Eyes leaves, and in more of that smoke effect we saw earlier, he disappears through the floorboards. And we cut to... Why did he do that? Smoke out? Yeah. Is it because he was being caused pain from the injury? I think he was probably injured. Yeah. Um, And I think he also... He may have known... Like, he may have seen it in on Sam's face that he wasn't going to take the shot. And he, I think he really wanted Sam to take the shot. Um, I think he might have partially wanted Sam to take the shot. Because <laughs> if Sam kills John, like, that sets Sam on a whole new path, you know? Yeah. But, um... So the, the boys are driving to the hospital, Sam's I at the wheel. he kind of sees hmm? Sam as a lost cause now. Do you think? The next scene kind of shows that. Really? I don't think so. Why would he have someone try to kill all of them then? I don't think he was trying to kill all of them. I think he was just trying to like specifically yeah, but kill one of I don't know. He was in the car though. He yeah. Still, he was still like know. injured. Could have died. Yeah. But he wasn't as injured as like Dean and John. Yeah, like, but he couldn't like predict that. Yeah. I don't know. Plus, they hit the passenger side. Yeah. Like, if they, if he really wanted to kill Sam, he would have hit the, the driver's side. Yeah, but I mean, a giant semi hitting a tiny car, like... Well, I know, Everyone's but gonna like, get hurt. <laughs> yeah, but, like, if his specific goal was to kill Sam, you know. I just thought he wanted to kill all of them. I don't know. Maybe he did. Don't know. I don't, know. I don't know. Maybe he just realized that the situation that he was in at that moment in the cabin wasn't going to go the way he wanted it to, and so he decided to, you know, cut his losses and try again. Yeah. Um, but so the, the boys are rushing to the hospital with Sam at the wheel. He says they're ten minutes out, and John asks Sam why he didn't kill the demon, because he thought that he and Sam saw eye to eye on that, that killing the demon came before everything. And Sam meets Dean's eyes in the rearview mirror and says... <laughs> Bless you. Excuse me. Uh, he doesn't. That's not what he says. That's <laughs> you. <laughs> or bless you. <laughs> um, Sam meets Dean's eyes in the rearview mirror and tells John that no, killing the demon doesn't come before everything. Um, but they still have the cult. They have one bullet left. They found the demon once before they can do it again. And this is when they are T-boned by a semi truck that is possessed by a demon. Or the driver is. <laughs> the driver is. <laughs> I should clarify, because we've had possessed not... cars this season already. Yes. <laughs> I love the way they do this with... Because as the boys are driving, it's playing Bad Moon Rising by Credence Clearwater Revival, which is one of my favorite songs. I love it. It's changed to... I watched the Netflix version, so I didn't know that. <laughs> uh, in the Netflix version, it's Backwater Rising by Tom Corver, I think is how you say that, but I don't know. I don't know for sure. But so they're driving, and that's the song playing in the background, and then when the truck hits them, the screen goes black and the music, like, cuts... And then it slowly comes back in, mm. like you're hearing specifically the car radio playing it. Yeah. Um, and we see the the driver with his black eyes, and then we see John slumped in the passenger seat, and Sam and Dean unconscious on the other side of the car, covered in blood. And then we cut to black. Yeah. And that is the end of season one. What a cliffhanger. Uh, <laughs> so good. I love it. I remember watching it the first time. And Me too. <laughs> oh my I god. Was like, oh my god. <laughs> it's so good. 
so good. Uh, I love, I love the song that they picked. I love the way they do the audio design. Um, one of my favorite dumb TikTok trends is the the one where they're like, does the radio shut off when you get in a car accident? Or are you just like, it cuts to the person like sprawled weird in their car with like a play, a upbeat song playing on the radio. Like yes. Poker face or something. <laughs> That's exactly what happens. The boys are unconscious in the car and the radio is still playing Bad Moon Rising. And it's just, a, there's an eeriness mm-hmm. to the music in the silence of the aftermath mm-hmm. that is just so perfect. I love it. I love this whole episode. It's such a good episode. Such a good episode. Made me, <laughs> this episode made me realize I remember less about season two than I thought. <laughs> Maybe it'll come back to me. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's it for this episode. Do you have anything else you want to bring up, babe? I always ask you, and you always say no. (laughs) (laughs) I think we went over. I think we covered pretty much everything. everything. Um, So, like I mentioned last week, our next episode, um, we are not heading straight into season two. We are doing an in-between season one wrap-up episode next Sunday. We are going to be recording that Thursday, uh, tentatively. I will tweet an update if that changes. Oh, yeah, um, I forgot why you were so set on a day. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, why does, why does it matter so, telling them what day? <laughs> so, um, we would really, really love to be able to include you guys in our wrap-up episode. So if you guys have any feedback, stories from season one, um, just anything you want to Comments, send us. questions. Comments, concerns. <laughs> Um, is there is there stuff we got blatantly wrong? Stuff you wish we would expand on and talk a little bit more about? Um, I would love to hear some of your thoughts on like some of the like head cannons that we've come up with and stuff over the season, and some of our like analysis of specifically Sam's character arc. Um, we we are gonna do like a discussion, I think, of Sam's like whole season character arc, like how he goes. Um, and stuff like that. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun. We really don't know what we're going to do. <laughs> we're just gonna sit down and talk about season The first one, time we've done a season, uh, like, recap. Yes. So. <laughs> yes. This is the first time we've done any of this. So, we're playing it by ear. But it's gonna be really fun, and we'd love to include you guys. In two so. weeks, we'll start t- season two. Yes. And in two weeks, we'll start season two. Which is a really good season, oh, from what so I remember. <laughs> season two is such a good season. Um, but in the meantime... Thank you guys so much for listening if you've made it to this point. If you like what you hear, subscribe to us on your favorite podcast app. Um, I know a lot of people like initially find the podcast through our Podbean account because that, those are the links that I tweet out. And like that's the page, like the website address that's like in our all of our social media bios and stuff. But we are on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, all those. Um, also... It would really, really be helpful if you guys could rate and review the podcast on iTunes. Five-star ratings are the best. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, it helps the algorithm and helps more people find the podcast. And if you tell your fellow Supernatural fans about us, that would also be really, really helpful. Because word of mouth is a very good way to spread the knowledge of something. Uh, If you want to reach out to us, whether to give us something to read or talk about during the wrap-up episode, or just 
say hi in general. You can find the podcast on Twitter at TalkAboutSamPod, on Instagram at We Need to Talk About Sam Podcast, and on Tumblr and TikTok at We Need to Talk About Sam. I run all four of those accounts, but anything you send, like, Haley will also see. If you want to talk to me specifically, I'm Lil Red Who Could on Twitter and The Little Red Who Could on Tumblr. And Haley, where can the people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at LifeFlowsOn3 and Tumblr sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I need to remember to check it more. <laughs> at HFThoughts-Blog. All right. Thank you guys again so much for listening, and we will talk to you next week. Bye. It's not. It's not on silent at all. <laughs> there was a gas before. <laughs> okay. Oh. <laughs> Sounds like you were dying. <laughs> I was really concerned for a second. I'm like, oh, babe, you okay? passed a driving test for the post office. I did. Now she's certified to drive the post office vans. They're fucking weird. Yeah, the, yeah. And really bizarre to drive. <laughs> I bet. They're like 30 plus years old and then they like <laughs> they like rattle. vibrate and rattle if you go over like 30 miles an hour. <laughs> oh, they no. have no air conditioning. Oh yeah, that's the real fun part. They, they kind of suck, but yeah. <laughs> They're probably gonna be nice, like kind of nice in like the, like spring and fall months. You know, in mm-hmm. between months when the temperature t- is more likely to be that just right range. Yeah, oh yeah. But during summer and winter, they're gonna be hell. At least they have a heater. Oh, that's good. So that's I won't really freeze good. to death in the winter. Yeah. But... Yeah, that would. Please don't freeze to death. Yeah. That would suck. It would suck. Oh, I was checking out the post office merch today. Oh, yeah? <laughs> I haven't looked at their merch in a while. <laughs> I didn't really have anything I was interested in. Yeah. They have a lot of good, like, clothing items. I was hoping they would have, like, hats all, or something. I think they, like, sold out. <laughs> really? Uh-huh. But they had some fun stuff. They had, like, um, like toy uh, mail cars <laughs> for, like, six bucks. I'm like, I kind of want one <laughs> for my shelf now, <laughs> since I drive one of those now. <laughs> proper lesbian yeah and be a dad it's like the perfect like thing to shade you though oh this weather. they're genius there's a reason dad use them <laughs> oh my gosh a lot of the male carriers were like those bucket hats anyway so i'm like 
That might as well fit in. <laughs> Look at us, proper lesbians. <laughs> Babe with a dad hat, and me who changed her own headlights all by herself. <laughs> Mine is less impressive. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> a little bit. No offense. <laughs> I'm still riding that high a little bit. <laughs> I When I was doing DoorDash on Monday night, my headlights went out. Yeah, that's scary. And I found out afterwards that what I should have done was stayed put and, like, called my insurance, and they would have, like, sent a 24-hour, like, assistance out to fix it for me so that I could get home safely. But no, like, that wasn't coming up. I was literally, I was searching every iteration of my headlights went out, both my headlights are out, what do I do? Um, and everything was just, like, stop driving and get it fixed but they didn't tell you how and it was after 10 p.m so like everything's closed yeah you know and i didn't know what to do and my grandma was asleep and you're 30 minutes away and my dad's 45 i would have come and got you minutes away so i was just like i didn't really know what to do yeah. but i didn't want to leave my car there either because yeah. like i would have had to tow it or something or just wait till i guess till the daylight but someone would have had to drive me back out and I don't want to deal with all that. So what I ended up doing, and I know it wasn't super safe, I'm aware of that, was I put my blinkers on to make myself as, like, obvious as I possibly could. I turned my, like... Hazards? Yeah, my hazards on. So I turned my, like... You know when you're turning on your headlights, there's, like, two steps to it? So there's, like, the, like, little barely there lights and then the actual headlights and then there's like your brights but I turned it on like as high as it would go without turning on my brights which was nothing at all basically and then I turned on my hazards to make myself as obvious as possible like you know car with blinky lights yeah <laughs> please look out for me <laughs> um and then I um took like like neighborhood roads to get home which made it take longer but I encountered less cars so I was like this is you know I'll run and I'll encounter less other like fewer other people so there's less likely to be yeah. an accident or something so and I made it home just fine it took me like 30 minutes when it should have taken me <laughs> not even 15 but you know so and then the next day or <laughs> I stayed up late I always stay up late but while I was up late I googled because one of my friends was like um, was like, I learned how to do mine on my own and I didn't need any tools, so, like, you should do a Google and, like, see if yours needs any special tools or if you can do it yourself. And so I looked it up and it was, like, twist to take the bulb out, unplug it, put the new bulb in, plug it in, you're good to go. Like, <laughs> literally the easiest thing in the world. Super easy compared. Super, super easy. Didn't, like, the mechanic before yes, tell yes, you that... Yes, that was just the really <laughs> dumb part. So one of my headlights has been out for a while, and I knew this because the guy at Jiffy Loop told me, and I was like, okay, that's good to know. Can you guys fix it here? And he was like, no, you're going to have to take it to a dealership because it's too complicated for us to do. Like, we don't have the parts and stuff. Too complicated. And I was like, okay, well, hey, taking sir. it to a dealership is going to be expensive, but okay. Um, so I was, like, s saving up some money so that I could, like, set up an appointment or something and take it to a dealership and get the headlight fixed, you know? And then my other light went out. And so I just, I was like, how to fix Mazda 3 headlights? You know, and they were like, here's the steps. And I was like, okay, cool. But how much are the bulbs? Like, how much is it actually for the bulbs? Yeah. Um, I spent $25 at Walmart and 10 minutes fiddling around with my car. And I fixed both headlights. Like... 
literally, I literally looked up as like, what is like the cost to get headlights replaced? And they were like, oh, it can be like up to two hundred, three hundred dollars. And it took Why? me twenty five dollars and three minutes or ten minutes, like. Like, what are they charging for? Like it's I obviously not the labor. <laughs> I just got the bulbs from Walmart. They were on, the, they were, like, I didn't even need to, like, like, it's not like you have to be 21 to buy them or anything either. <laughs> like, it's not like, you know, you have to special order them or some shit. Like, no, you can just get that shit at Walmart for 25 bucks. <laughs> and they've even got a warranty. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh my gosh. I don't understand. Yeah. Yeah. If you guys follow me on Twitter, you might have seen my tweets about that. <laughs> oh. But now I have two working headlights, which is nice. I forgot what it's like to have two working headlights. <laughs> what you doing, my love? Paying part of my rent. Ooh. I paid part of my tuition today. Which is good. We can keep going. Well, um, I don't know if I have anything else to say. 